Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Blitzers, the podcast where Steelers football is unfiltered. to the sixth episode of Blitz Hurts Podcast with your host, May Shayla. And of course, I had to bring all my guys, Mr. Mike Up Sports himself, Mike Nicastro, and also my other guy, Jordan York from the Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. Jordan, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing good, man. Just got out of another meeting and, and jumped on here to talk some more Steelers football. I appreciate you having us you know love everything that you're doing and we're always happy to support you know a fellow i know i think you're from new jersey right or is that just where you went to college uh yep i'm born and raised in new jersey okay yeah i know was it Rutgers? is that where you went went to school yep. okay, yes I cool did. cool so yeah see i see i did my research too what's up um, guys sorry there about he is. that i couldn't hear you at first hey it's all good mike we're all okay good to see you yeah, great to see you guys too. Thank you for joining. Um, like we said, it's night. It's always good to unite, you know, and have you guys on. As obviously, you are big Steelers people, just like I am too. And this one True. thing we have in common mm. is that we both now run two strictly Steeler podcasts. That well, that shows our love and passion for the team. But getting into it on the team, we gotta get. We gotta get to it. So. Obviously, the 2022 season was one for the ages. Maybe not in the way that we obviously we all would want it, which is a Super Bowl title, but we all knew that it was going to be a Rocky Mountain with Big Ben retiring, you know, Kevin Colbert retiring, Keith Butler retiring. It was practically a house clean for the Steelers as they were entering what you will say a new era. Terrell Austin as the defensive coordinator, um, Omar Khan, who's doing a fantabulous job so far as the Steelers GM, and the widow being added as the player personnel. Obviously, it was going to be some shakeups. And without question, Kenny Pickett had to be mentioned here as the new Steelers franchise quarterback. But with all the injuries, with the TJ Watt saga, um, 
the transitional stage and everything, the up and downs, two and six record, et cetera, et cetera, to being basically one game short from a playoff spot. What are your thoughts on the Steelers in the offseason so far? And what were your thoughts on their season overall in 2022? Yeah, Jordan. I mean, I think overall, I think, you know, I, I think is a, rather than the Pirates, who, who I, I love dearly, I think as Pittsburgh sports fans, we hold ourselves to such a high standard because, you know, we're, we're the, known as the city of champions. Um, when you go from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a rookie quarterback and basically a whole new brand new offensive line and, you know, young wide receivers like George Pickens and, and others, um, I think that we knew that it was going to be the Steelers will never admit that it's a rebuilding year, but I think that, you know, um, they, I think Mike Tomlin likes to say that they reload um, Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, I think he surprised a lot of people towards the end of the season. Um, you know, they kind of went with Mitch, which I, I think originally they should have just went with Kenny right off the bat, but you know, he, he battled concussions um, but the offensive line that was a big question mark at the beginning of the season. I think that they they were really the strong point. Um, Mr. Harris and the one two punch with uh, Jalen um, Warren. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, and obviously George George Pickens is a specimen. I mean, I think that he he could be a top ten, top five rod receiver next year. Um, I really think that we're trending in the right direction. I think I wasn't surprised because um, Tomlin, you know, he, he's it doesn't matter. You give him you give him a team and he, he's going to he's going to compete. Um, I, I wasn't surprised, though, that, you know, we missed the playoffs. I just think that I think that we are trending in the right direction. I just think that, you know, Yinzers are never satisfied. It's like the Prince song. Um but uh, yeah, man, I, I I really really do like the direction that are going, and and I you know me and Mike covered Kenny Pickett you know all when he was at Pitt, so to see him you know just come up and you know change change locker rooms is I'm sure to him you know it, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's Steelers crazy, I guess you can say. But uh, yeah, I I think that the Steelers I think the Steelers are a playoff team next year. I think that they made the acquisitions that they needed to make. They you know. Um, uh, Omar Khan, I think that he, it's going to be surprising to see what they do in this draft. A lot of people that are saying that they're going to move up to the ninth pick. There's a lot of rumors going around. You don't really believe it until it actually happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like the new regime. I mean, you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have the Pittsburgh kid in there, New Jersey kid, by the way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say the Steelers are a playoff team next year, and I think I don't think it, I, I, before I throw it over to Mike, I think this that I'll end on this. I don't see the Steelers going back backwards. I think that they can only go up from here. And people can say what they want about Kenny Pickett. Listen, man, I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He can be a quality uh, NFL quarterback in this league and you know you've seen people like Trent Dilford win a Super Bowl you have a good defense and Kenny Pickett is football smart that's something that Kenny Pickett is so I think the Steelers are in good hands I think the Yenzers just need to take a chill pill chill pill yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds pretty good right now on a Friday night heading into the weekend I could use a chill pill for for the weekend no doubt about it you touched on all of the positives there's no question I think there are way more positives than negatives Shay mentioned when you're two and six and, and you finish, you know, a, a fourth quarter win by the Jets out of a playoff spot. It's a pretty impressive job there by Coach Tomlin, Tomlin and that team to bounce back. So I'll touch on two things that need to improve briefly. 
think number one, we all know Matt Canada uh, probably has a very short leash. We thought he wouldn't be back this season. He is back. He'll be coaching, of course, here in 2023. A lot of eyes on him and this young offense. Can they turn things around Can, to compete in the AFC against Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes? Now Aaron Rodgers is going to be coming over. Of course, uh, Josh Allen. To compete against these quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, you need to score a lot of points. And this offense simply didn't do that last year. They weren't good enough. And a lot of that blame falls on Matt Canada. So they need to take an extra step. And then, listen, you have the highest paid defense in the entire league. TJ Watt wasn't healthy. That's a huge factor for them last year uh, and, and the reason why they weren't able to play to their best. So staying healthy, TJ Watt, going back to that all-pro level, Cam, you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, same thing day in and day out. He'll grind. He'll still be elite. Uh, Minka, he's healthy. You know what you're going to get from him. But I want to see this defense be a top two or three defense in the NFL because they're certainly paid like it. Yeah, I got to agree with you guys. Um, you guys hit it all on a note. I think Jordan definitely said what I've always been wanting to say, just they didn't know how to come out with it. It's kind, but obviously transparent as him when he said that Yenzis need to take a chill belt because it's clear as day. This team was in a rebuilding phase, rebuilding, reloading, whatever you want to say. Either way, they were transitioning from a future Hall of Fame quarterback in the lights of Ben Roethlisberger. And yes, it's easier said than done. Kenny so far is did just that. He's doing better. He done better than a lot of people expected. No one expected him to go against one a defense with Matt Crosby, Max Crosby, correct me, and all these other guys on one side of the ball. Then a quarterback like Derek Carr with Devontae Adams and come up with the game when they drive on Christmas Eve. No one expected that. No one definitely did. And it was like him. minus minus thirteen degrees. I think I got offered tickets to that game by like six different people. It's the only time <laughs> that you would have ever seen. Um, you know, with all due oh, yeah. respect to Franco, I would I would have loved to been there and, you know, um, in remembrance of him. But, yeah, uh, that, that was just uh, I literally remember leaving my mom's house after dinner, um, after Christmas Eve dinner. And I was just like I wasn't even going to turn on the TV. And and I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing about it? Here's a fun fact. At least one of us three had to represent because I was actually there because I got off wow. the tickets, too. How many? What did you go? Oh yeah, I did. How go. many layers did you have on? How long johns? Like what? What was your attire? Um, my attire. Um, obviously it was black tights. It was on yeah. black jeans to match uniform. It was my UGG boots with two socks on, two pair of wow. socks on. Um, it was also a real like thick Nike hoodie, and yeah. it was a big Steelers jacket. With the first time in like three years, I wore a Steelers knitted hat because wow. that weather. You was yeah. not surviving. Hopefully without you it. had the hand warmers. You put the hand warmers in the. Oh, boot. yeah. Yeah. And then the funny thing about it is um, the cool part is that I got tickets to the suite. So, wow. you know, that plus there I only really came out right. for the game is during the Franco Harris ceremony. There you that go. You yeah. Can't be indoors I would have been on the couch. <laughs> yeah. N listen, living in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, you know. You got to you got to represent however you can. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm used to it. I worked outside in it for five <laughs> years, so I, I pretty much adjusted to the cold weather. I, You know, when it's it's crazy here. I love all the seasons, but uh, definitely I would say fall time, early fall, September, October or uh, definitely, uh, especially now me, me and Mike are old now. So, you know, we 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 can't be out there. Yeah. Um, but it's like what Mike said, you know, you got 
you could take a lot of positive out of this. Two and six record, not even thought to be in the playoffs. You weren't really mm-hmm. even in the hunt. And the fact that you were one of the final teams remaining with the Dolphins, with the Jets, well, not really the Jets. The Jets, I believe, was eliminated before the Steelers, which is the ironic part about that. But, um, you know, competing for a playoff berth, obviously you didn't win the AFC North Division. You weren't expected to because you were the only one going into the season not knowing what you're going to get out your quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky, who was a questionable starter, that's why he was bounced around from Chicago Mm -hmm. to Buffalo to Pittsburgh. And then you have Kenny Pickett, who people wasn't just sold on because of stupid reason, in my opinion, his hand size. And then the fact of the conference he was in, but yeah, like we always say, when teams make up excuses why this NFL team has the record that it has. You can't help who you play. You just got to, you know, you got to perform your best regardless of who you is or ain't on the field with. And that's just that. That's just how the game goes. But we speaking on Kenny Pickett and speaking on the quarterback, I got to ask you guys, and I understand a lot of fans who watch the show is going to be like, oh, you've asked this question numerous times. Guess what? I'm going to ask everyone all the way up. To Listen, we talk about Kenny Pickett all the time. On, our, on our podcast, I think every guest that we have, just because I he's know. the quarterback. We yeah, got and, and, and also, like, especially like when we have national people on the sick podcast, Steelers Crazy, be sure to check that out. Um, we like to get other people's takes because the national media perceives him in a different way than Yinzers. And I, I, I'm probably going to use the word Yinzers 20 times uh, on today's episode. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I think I think what people need to realize is they first off need to appreciate Big Ben, because I'll tell you one thing. It, there's not there's there may never be a Steelers quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger. There won't um, be. <laughs> I know as far, you know, especially and I know Mike can attest to this in in our, you know, era like that was basically my my quarterback. I mean, I was Cordell Stewart. I was young. You know, Neil O'Donnell, I was five years old. Um, you know, I, I, I watched NFL films on it. But like Ben Roethlisberger was like that. That was like who that was. That was our that was guy. Our Superman, Batman. Yeah. Michael I mean, Jordan. Yeah, pretty much. Iron Man. <laughs> I, I think Iron that, Man. I think what people need to do again is just be patient. Um, Kenny Pickett still has a lot to learn. But I will say this because, you know, we we had a. Uh, T- uh, his Tony, his quarterback coach on and something about Kenny Pickett is he's very, very football smart. And I think that you see a lot of quarterbacks now, you know, they have the athletic ability. I mean, take, take Lamar Jackson, you know, for example, he is a great athlete. And I, I think Ben Roethlisberger just said something, you know, when he's outside of the pocket or whatever it was, I don't know what the exact quote was, but there is great athletes in the NFL, but it takes, football IQ mostly mainly to be you know elite and I think that as the years go on year three year four we'll start to see that from Kenny Pickett and that's when the Steelers can turn into true contenders I'm not saying I'm never gonna bet against Mike Tomlin Um, the Steelers started two and six we said that earlier I just think that we need to be patient and kind of appreciate um, in, in root for Kenny, we got to uplift this guy. I'll never, you know, even as, you know, 
the media, I'm always going to give my takes on Steelers. But at the end of the day, I'm never even no matter how bad a quarterback plays linebacker, whatever running back, no matter what position, if they're in black and gold, I'm never going to root against them. I might critique them and criticize them and say, and they'll probably 90% of the time say the same thing in their post game interview. Yeah. That interception was on me. Yeah. I could have threw the ball out of bounds and, and you know, so forth and so forth. Um, I just think that people need to be patient. I think that is the key. Patient for Pickett. Put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, I agree. And I think that a lot of people wrote off Kenny too soon. I don't feel like... Yeah, people just like to, to... It's like an old man. I think this is Mike analogy. Old man yelling <laughs> at clouds. I think that that's like what 90% of Pittsburgh is. It's like... like the, the Not to get sidetracked, but like the Penguins. It's like... 16 straight years like all good things come to an end like appreciate what it was and they're like no they could have what they could have made the playoffs so they lose to the Boston Bruins in the first round like let's be honest now the Steelers on the other hand I think if they would have made the playoffs I think they could at least won one game because they were getting hot at the right time but yeah, again Yinzers you're spoiled period yeah definitely I it's mean football unfiltered you said it Hey, it is. It is. Um, honestly, this fan base may be one of the most loyal, but there are yeah. they're without question one of the most brutal. People just I mean, like to complain. I mean, that's just life. They, yeah, it, it's like the fan base where you can win the Super Bowl and they'll still mm -hmm. complain on how you win. And everyone's an armchair quarterback. Like I'm, I like I'll be honest. Like Mike is more of the analytic. Like you know, he knows the background. I give you know the hot takes. Like you know, I, I watch a lot of football. But like I know I know my place and I think that that's what makes our podcast so good um, because Mike can break everything down, but I can tell it how it is and I and I can get to the point. I think I mean, I, I've known Mike since kindergarten. So it's like, you know, every time he, he's in he's in uh, Fort Lauderdale and I feel like it, it, this dude's never left because I always see his ugly mug. True. Yeah. Twice, twice a week and three times this yeah, week. But I'm not complaining, man. It, it, it's honestly been a dream come true. Get I mean. Shaved. We started the yinzercrazy.com and uh, we kind of just started over when we got picked up by the sick podcast. Shout out to them. They're they're really great people. Uh, Sammy and Anello, Juliana, um, just uh, great family. And, and what's so cool about it, you know, we're on a podcast network with Adam Rank uh, and, and a lot of bunch of other good uh, content creators. So it, it's it's cool. And, and we get we get great guests and we get to knack the brains of people in the industry um and it's only up from here yeah i'm actually i'm i watched a couple of you guys episodes got a little caught up on life and things like that but you know we all we i gotta ask this question is kenny pickett the future for pittsburgh and how can fans adjust from the era of roethlisberger to Pickett? go ahead mike yeah, I mean, it's not an easy adjustment because you're going from a first ballot Hall of Famer to, you know, a, a guy that probably won't fill those shoes because he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? It's like, yes, whenever Sidney like Crosby retired, yeah, whenever Sidney not Crosby hangs it up, you know, you, you can't expect to immediately have a guy like Sidney Crosby, you know, take his place in the Penguins lineup. So Jordan mentioned the key word, patience. I think adjusting to Pickett is going to be easier because of how good he is off script. You hear that word a lot now when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. It's why Bryce Young is going to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft because of plays he can make off script because he's mobile. 
you know, he has that football IQ that Jordan mentioned. I think of the play last year against the Baltimore Ravens to beat them on Sunday Night Football on the road where Kenny rolled to his uh, left, I want to say, yes. and hit Najee Harris in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That's an off-script play, right? That's not something – that's where you draw it up in the backyard. You point at your guy and you say, hey, you know, go this way and I'll throw it this way. And Ben Roethlisberger was so good at doing that, right? He wasn't a statue Yes, I was just about there. to say that. It reminded me a lot of Ben when he yeah. took a touchdown to San Antonio Holmes a few years ago. Exactly. So he has that off-script vibe where he's going to do some things where you, you kind of shake your head and you're going to be like, wow, how did he pull that off? Because he's not just a statue back there. He's not Mason Rudolph, right? He's not Landry Jones. Those guys can only do things on script. The play that is you know, called for them, uh, they, they're not going to do much outside of that. So I think we're getting further away from those statues, more towards the guys who can do things off script. Look at Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is in that mold, but the guy has a, uh, definitely has potential. Uh, but it's the off script nature and the ability to make plays, uh, make something out of nothing you know, chicken soup out of chicken, you know what, that uh, I really think will help people adjust because he's like Ben in that sense. It's unfiltered. I'm, I'm sure you can say the S word. Nope, not yeah. going to do it. I don't want the, uh, I don't want to get red flagged over here. I don't want to get Shay red flagged. <laughs> hey, listen, I said where football is unfiltered. That means whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, it's, they know what it is already. They know. There are it's, children it's, watching. Hey, hey, they their parents know what they signed up for. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, you guys are hitting it on the note with Kenny. I believe that Kenny, to me, did not get the fair chance when it comes to, you know, seeing what he can do. A lot of people saying he's going to be a bus, this, that, but not understanding that he's going into similar to what Ben was going into. Obviously, he didn't have the team that is as good, but. He is going to a perfect situation, almost like Ben, because it's like you're going to a head coach that you know is going to bring out the best in you. You know it's going to call you out. You know that can, without question, coach the most mediocre players up to being good, at least good, sometimes average, but you can't get every, you know, every tree doesn't have good apples. You know, there's always going to be one bad apple in every tree. Thank God that wasn't Kenny, because Lord knows what we will be in right now. But it's like, you can't just sit here and a few years ago when Ben got drafted, like maybe oh, nearly 20 years ago is what we're gonna is what I'm gonna say. They were saying that Ben may not be good or might not be as good as Eli and Phillip because of his inexperience. Now, Kenny, it's a small hands. So it's like I think what people really are not ready for is the conversation that the Steelers just might have a franchise, if not definitely a franchise quarterback, back-to-back eras. And we're gonna get real here. The league cannot afford that, especially with this franchise out of all, because we all know what happens when they get their quarterback. They already got the defense. They're starting to get the running game. We know what comes next. And less than, I'm going to say, 10 years of losing big men, Troy Palomalo, Marquise Pouncey, and others, and James Harrison, you cannot afford for this team to go for another one in a new era. And that's what a lot of people fear. So maybe that's why Kenny was being attacked, because I believe – Kenny would have got more of a fair chance from the media if he was not a quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They hate on the Steelers. They just throw salt. They knew that Kenny would get love automatically because he's a pit kid going to the pit locker room, pretty much just going next door. That's pretty much what he was doing. He was the boy next door who got elected to the big boys club. That's how we're going to basically push that because you're going to a, you know, a locker room with a bunch of veterans. It's, it just turns out to be great for Kenny. But 
We spoke on Big Ben. You guys mentioned a little bit on Lamar Jackson. So, you know, I got to bring this up because this topic has been trending on Twitter a lot. I think, you know, I'm going to give you guys the floor first to express your opinions about this. But I have to ask the question. Was Big Ben's comments about Lamar Jackson taken out of proportion? Yeah, I, I don't think that they are because I'll just go out on a limb and say this. I think Lamar Jackson is one of the best athletes in the NFL. I, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think that he's injury prone as we, we've seen that. And I, I just think that, you know, once you once you figure out how to, you know, set up a defense against Lamar Jackson, I, I think that he's definitely containable. But if you let him run, you know, up and down the field, then it's 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 going to be a long day for you. So I, I don't I don't see you know I don't I don't see it as anything. I mean, and you got to take this. Ben is Ben has a podcast, so he's just gonna you know he's sitting there having a beer and saying whatever he wants. I mean, he 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 can do that. It, you know, he's he's used to being the one being criticized, so now he can sit back and give his takes on someone. So I I think that the we can all agree on that. People blow up stuff on the Internet, um, especially when it's, you know, a former player, or, you know, someone who's played against them. I seen that they they were putting stats from like I seen a comparison from like 10 years ago, like Lamar had like a better. I, I don't know exactly what it was. I'd have to go look back at it. Mike. Yeah, might know, they were but, saying uh, that he had a better passer rating. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like that, and it was I'm like, like a, it was like a 10 year gap or something. And I'm like, come on, man. you That's a little bit of a reach. Over but, 10 um, years. That's yeah. the crazy thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So um, I just think that the internet just likes, you know, I mean, drama. the internet's crazy. It's just drama. It's football. It's off season, even though um, over at our podcast, we go all year. And I think that we said it this week, this is the most wonderful time of the year. I know Mike's, uh, you know, been doing mock drafts since we were in preschool. So um, <laughs> there's not really uh, any that. off season uh, in Steeler and at NFL, there's just so much storyline, but I just think that, you know, it's a little bit maybe of a slow time. And I definitely think that it was taken out of proportion, but I think that with all things, it's like, you know, one day it's here, the next day it's gone and we're on to the next thing to complain about. So I, I but I do, I, I don't think, I think Lamar Jackson is one of the best athletes in the NFL. I, I, I think he's a mediocre quarterback. I agree. I think you said it all. I think you nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think, okay, I definitely get where you guys are coming from. I believe that personally, it was taken out of proportion. I believe that Ben has earned the right to have his critics on a quarterback because of Yeah, anybody... and why did, if I think that the Ravens might think the, uh, the same way because, you know, they're in a contract dispute right now. So right. if, and, and, and if any other team, you know, they, they didn't offer, I mean, you, you see it, especially like with running backs now. I mean, it's sad. Like I was just watching NFL network uh, earlier and they were talking about, you know, I think Jameer Gibbs, I think he's the Alabama running back in, uh, you know, there the, he would be a first round pick, you know, five years, six years ago. And now it's like the value of an NFL running back is just simply because once you're like 27, 28 years old, you're you're old in, in football years as a running back. And I think that the way Lamar Jackson plays, I yeah. think that his NFL career is short. I mean, I don't he's played. I think that he's played the Steelers five times, if I'm correct. Like, that's insane. He's the starting quarterback for the Ravens for, you know, I don't know how many years, but he's played the Pittsburgh Steelers five times. 
So and lost a good amount. Yeah, I think he might hmm. be like two and three or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know he lost to Ben like twice. Um, yeah, I mean we we played. I remember when I went to the game when when Chris Wormley was you know sacking guys left and right. Shout out to our guy and w- hoping wish him the best where you know wherever he goes. Love to see him back in black and gold. But uh, I mean it was like it it was Tyler Huntley. It was you know it, it's just crazy, man. The NFL is nuts. Um, it's it, again there's just so much storyline. But mediocre quarterback, great athlete. Yeah, a lot of people. I think the reason why Lamar gets a lot of applause, not only because of what he does on the field, because without question, like you say, he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. He makes nothing, you know, he makes the little bit of, that he has around him really in Baltimore, to be fair, um, the most, and he does what he can and he does use his abilities to, you know, to his best. And I think that's what allows him to succeed, allows him to do things. But it also, rem- it also, Think about it. Um, a lot of people have a comparison about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why he gets, a, you know, he also gets a lot of love, not only because of what he does on the field and, like I just said, uses abilities to his best, but he also reminds a lot of people of who they once loved in the likes of Michael Vick when he was first drafted yeah. to Atlanta. And that's why I thought that the Falcons by now would have made a move for Lamar Jackson. I'm still yeah. holding on to that. Instead, until the they NFL just caught by debris. Huh. I yeah. See. Yeah, I think they're going to build defense first and then get their Which I, I love Bud Dupree. Uh, I, I got to meet him a few times in Pittsburgh. He's a great guy, but he's just so injury prone. And I just feel that the Steelers at that position – they can they can get a young linebacker and hope that you know it could be a replacement for Devin Bush. I, I seen Devin Bush said today he doesn't know why the Steelers didn't offer him. I'm like, bro, where, what what uh, space are you in? Like, do, do you not realize? Like, <laughs> just could just go look at your stats. I think that his his dad has Mike blocked on Twitter. Oh, he um, does. So that's that's hilarious. Really. Um, yeah, yeah. He came at me a few times for, uh, I don't know, I don't know. This was like a year and a half, two years ago, but I tweeted something about Devin, and he came after me, and, and I don't remember what he said. It doesn't matter, but uh, it's, it's just hilarious because it's random as hell. I can't tweet his, I can't tweet his pops, and I'm bummed. I got, I got one, one, right. one thing to say. Uh, so l- let's look at this. This is something that I wanted to say. Okay, Let's look at the AFC North quarterbacks. Okay, we don't know the Ravens right now, Lamar Jackson, whatever. So Tyler Huntley, I'm not scared. Joe Burrow, probably one of the top two quarterbacks in the entire league. Honestly? They have have questions. Maybe. They have questions at offensive line. Deshaun Watson, washed. I'm not – I don't think he's going to be good. (laughs) But honestly – Kenny Pickett, promising. So when it's all said and done – I think that Kenny Pickett could very well be, and you can make this an ice cold take. I don't care. Kenny Pickett by the end of next season could be the best quarterback in the AFC North. I agree. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say, well, this don't have the guts to say, I don't fear Joe Barrow. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't he, fear. There's him. no lie. He got ice in his veins. He's good. But I mean, it takes an offensive line. And from what I was looking at, I mean, I study the AFC North uh, uh, obviously because you know, that's our division, but from what I'm looking at, man, they have a lot of questions, uh, yeah, offensive line wise. Um, you know, maybe they can address that in the draft, but they're still going to be young guys nonetheless. I'm gonna be so. honest with you. I, before Mike, you know, drop his take on that, and we get into in touch with the draft and everything. 
I'm gonna be real. Even without, even with the offensive line, I really, I, I wouldn't fear Joe Barrow. I yeah. honestly wouldn't. I, I understand somewhat of the hype, but I think, in my opinion, he's a little bit overrated because it's like you make him to be the sensational guy. He's not. He hasn't really done much that others haven't. And I think they're trying to put him in the same category as Patrick Mahomes to me. Yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. There. Nobody's there. He's close, but I don't think he's there. Nobody's there. And I still to this day would take Josh Allen over Joe Barrow. I honestly yeah. would. I I honestly would. And I'm starting to look more towards Jalen Hurts as well. The problem because- with the Buffalo Bills, I don't think they're ever going to win a Super Bowl. Please, you know what? Cursed. I don't, I, know what it is. I don't I even like hate. I don't even have like any malice or anything towards the Bills. Like I think they're a great franchise, but I don't know how you've been to four Super Bowls and haven't at least won one. You I know, mean, hey, uh, I wasn't even born at that time, so yeah, I can't I, even explain that. <laughs> but it's like I'm rooting for Josh Allen. I I got nothing but love for Bills Mafia. I rooted for them when my Steelers were out. I really wanted them to win. I felt like, and I still feel this, Bills Mafia deserves a Super Bowl. They Mm -hmm. deserve a parade because I can only imagine how it would be if Buffalo was to win one. But you hit it on the note. I don't fear the AFC North this year. I ain't really feared them heading into last year. I just feared the fact that how is this offensive line going to protect Kenny, you know, adjusting the bend because when I first became a fan, I walked into a franchise quarterback. Little mm-hmm. did I knew as five-year-old me, I was walking into a Super Bowl team. The only thing I remember was running around the house, hollering Willie Parker, and, you know, hearing my older brother, who's a Steelers fan, holler Jerome Bettis because that was his favorite Steeler. Ben is number two. Troy's my all-time favorite Steeler. Ben's number two on my list as well. And that's all I knew. I just knew a football team that I watched and fell in love with. I did not know that I'm like, oh, well, we was closer to a Super Bowl. Next thing you know, five, six-year-old me look up. Here we are in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 40. Me jumping in the air, hollering Willie Parker, things like that. But back to the bases of the AFC North, I don't fear them this year. The Steelers went 3-3 in that division last year in a reloaded, rebuilding phase. They are the only team who came into this came into last season with question marks all around that offense. You didn't know what you really was going to get out of George Pickens, even though you knew he was a hell of an athlete. You knew somewhat what you was going to get out of Kenny, but the question was, will Kenny get any playing time? Mitchell Trubisky, we already discussed. Question mark. Offensive line, vice versa. Matt Canada, was it Big Ben or was it just you and your mediocre and crappy offensive play calling that even I could, you know, call better plays than pissy drunk? Was it going to be any of that? That was the question marks. And the fact that this team finished three and three in the division versus the entire division who practically have everything settled. I don't fear the AFC North because I can only imagine what they're going to do with a healthy T.J. Watt, with Alex Highsmith, who's only going to get better. Signing defensive tackles, signing, um, you know, Holy Comb in the offseason, developing the offensive line. They got two offensive lines, two offensive linemen, and they were starters from the best offensive line last year in football in the Philadelphia Eagles. That's huge, especially – when you have guys like, you know, Dan Morris, a question mark, yes. Kevin Dotson, I still got my critics about him. But let's not act like when you see this offensive line move the ball last year without him. Mm-hmm. Now, you add 
it's not even addition to subtraction because they're not losing anyone. They're just gaining people. Then you got to think about it. They got the 17th and the 32nd overall pick this year in the draft, which is technically two first rounders. If it wasn't for the BS with the Dolphins, now that's a second rounder. You never, you don't know. And then look at what they got on the defense. Yes, they got, yes, they lost Terrell Edmonds, but they just got somebody almost, if not indefinitely, just as good in O'Neal. That and Patrick Peterson, even though Lucy Camp Sutton was a burner, I hated that. I wish we could have signed them, but they still got weapons. They still got Mika Fitzpatrick, who without question is the enforcer in that secondary. You could build around that, and you don't know if they get their hands on Brian Branch or Joey Porter Jr. or anyone in that draft, you don't know what they can get out of that run. So, Mike, I'm going to let you drop your take, and then I'm going to ask my question because you have been waiting patiently. No, you're good. I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of agree to disagree on my end. I do fear Joe Burrow more than you guys, and only because <laughs> I saw him win a national championship at LSU, jump right to the Bengals in his second year, have him in the Super Bowl, and the third year have him almost in another Super Bowl. So in that context, it's hard for me to knock him down. Now, do I think Kenny Pickett can compete with him? Absolutely, because I saw him do it. Um, you know, last season, obviously the Bengals end up winning that game because they outscored the Steelers in Pittsburgh. But uh, I think Pickett has some Burrow-like traits and that he's got that ice cold, right? Like we talked about ice in his veins. But I don't think Burrow has the strongest arm in the don't world. Don't tell Bengals fans Pickett. that, Mike. Yeah. Don't tell Bengals fans <laughs> I, that. I don't think Burrow has the mobility, right, of, of you know, obviously a, a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes, but he's crafty the same way Kenny Pickett is, right? These guys aren't Hurts, Jackson. They're super crafty. They can do things off script. So I think the Bengals are still the favorite in the AFC North. I think everybody's going to have them as the favorite in the AFC North. Uh, but the Steelers, like we said, they're 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 closing quickly. And right now, they're the second best team because I have them above the Browns. And, and with the Ravens' instability, who knows what the heck's going to happen to them. Definitely have them above the Ravens, even if Lamar does come back. Exactly. Even if Lamar comes back. I think slowly but surely, like – this might be an ice cold take, but I'll take it anyway. The Steelers might just run away with the rival in, you know, during the picket era. Because honestly, the Ravens are, yes, they got Odell, but they still got question marks in that secondary. They don't have cornerbacks outside of Marlon Humphrey. Their safety, you know, position is a question mark because you don't know who they're going to get. Hopefully they don't get Brian Branch because they did get Kyle Hamilton, which I'm really pissed off about. So it's like, we don't know, and I really think the Steelers could definitely take on the Ravens. I think the only thing that could stop the Steelers from not beating the Bengals is not having answers for their wide receivers. If you find answers for those wide receivers, you could definitely take the Bengals because that would neutralize and take away a lot from their offense. But moving on, because we're talking about the Steelers, we're talking about what they can and can't do. Where do you think the Steelers should go first in the draft with the 17th and the 32nd overall pick? Who would you like to see in black and gold? Yeah, I'll jump in, and then unfortunately I got to bounce. I don't know if you want some drama, but we got we got the Florida floods coming coming down here. I don't know if you can see it. Yikes. The craziness, so it's starting to pour on me. I know I'm in my car in a Walmart parking lot, but that's okay. So I'll jump in real quick, and then uh, – you know, before I jump off, always a pleasure for sure. But I think at 17, offensive line and cornerback are the two positions that are going to be in contention. I think there's four offensive linemen in this draft that are head and shoulders above the rest of the group. Paris Johnson from Ohio State, 
You got Broderick Jones from Georgia, Peter Scaronzi from Northwestern, and Darnell Wright from Tennessee. He's a really sneaky candidate there to be taken at pick 17. Uh, and then you got the corner class, right? You got Witherspoon, Gonzalez. I think they're both going to be gone. Joey Porter, Deontay Banks. I think those two kind of right there. So one of those four, Porter, Banks, Wright, Broderick Jones. I'd be shocked if one of those four weren't in black and gold. Um, and I really think after today, something incredibly important is that the Steelers should hold on to that 17th and 32nd pick. And what I mean by that is not trade up uh, because they have so many needs in terms of depth. They need an outside linebacker now. They don't have much between TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. They need inside linebacker help still. Offensive line, cornerback, defensive tackle. I don't think they should use up any of their equity. Hold on to all those picks they have. That first rounder, that two second rounders, the third and the fourth. Get yourself five really, really quality players at those positions. Uh, and trade back maybe if you have to to get more equity. But I think 17 and 32 should probably be corner and O-line and the rest of the draft a little bit of D-line mixed in with some wide receiver and linebacker, uh, of course. Jordan, your turn. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm still on the the boat of if the Steelers trade up. So when I was at the NFL Combine, I got to talk to Peter Skaronski. Uh, this guy um, has Pittsburgh Steeler written all over him. Unfortunately, I think that he'll be gone with the first 10 picks. So realistically, if the Steelers stay at 17, I think uh, Joey Porter Jr., you, you kind of have to go. I just I, and I don't say that, you know, just because, you know, of, of nepotism with his dad. I think that it's I think that he, he is the great he, he's, he's he can be a great athlete uh we need cornerback we we got rid of Sutton um Patrick Peterson you know you, you might get two good years out of him so we need to get younger um in the cornerback area I think that that's specific uh at 32 I'm not one of those people on the Jordan Addison train I think that it's it I, I think he's a great you know another great wide receiver I just think that we have people already they can fill the position uh kelvin austin hopefully that he can you know come back at. so i i can't even really pinpoint at 32 right now because i think that it take it's going to take you know where the quarterbacks are taken where you know it, w peter skaronski could could fall to 17 you, you never know uh with this with this draft i think that this draft is all going to depend on who is taken you know in the earlier rounds um, I think that that's I'm the biggest. Phone. I'm on a phone. Yeah, I think that that's the uh, the biggest thing. So I'm not, I don't even want to go at 32 yet. But um, I know in the later rounds, uh, someone that I talked to that a wide receiver wise, Parker Washington from Penn State. I think that he would be a good addition. Um, but I'm not on the Jordan Addison train, and I know that him and Kenny Pickett um, have had you know. Uh, the connection in college and, and they, they did great things together at Pitt. I witnessed it firsthand. Um, but 17, you take Joey Porter Jr. or a, an offensive lineman on the board. 30 yeah. seconds. You're the best. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, guys. Mike best. has to go, but please give this man a follow at on Twitter at MikeDupSports1. Give him a follow on Instagram as well at Michael underscore Nicastro. Now, Jordan, this is the last question before I have to let you go because there's a lot to do around here. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, we know you have a great podcast called The Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. 
is there anything new that you want us fans to find out or to know that's coming to the podcast? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we really try and I think that with podcasts nowadays is it's the new radio. And I think that what's so unique about it is every podcast is different. What we like to do on our podcast when we get guests or when it's just me and Mike is just give unbiased, you know, opinions. I think that, you know, so many people I can get on here and say the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the world. And I think that we can all agree on that. But when they're not performing well or we don't agree with, you know, something that the front office may, may have done or, you know, an acquisition, you know, we give our honest, raw and uncut take. And I think that we just tell it how it is. And me and Mike have great chemistry together. Like I said, I'm more of the, you know, the quirky, you know, hot take guy. Um, and Mike is, you know, the analytic, you know, studies this day in and day out. And, and I do, man, I have sports on all day in my house. Um, I'm a new, new father. So basically I just have congratulations on, on the baby, Thank by you. the way. Yeah. So basically I just have on NFL network and, uh, you know, just, uh, do the podcast and, and, and do my thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Steelers crazy. What we're trying to do, we're going to be short doing some live events here now that, you know, COVID hopefully is uh, fully over. So things, you know, it's going to be like, you know, a nice summer. So we'll definitely be out and about. Um, but yeah, for Steelers crazy, it's just, we just want to give, bring great guests and uh, we're such a, a great podcast network that we have. We're really fortunate um, to be picked up by them and uh, we're just growing. Like it's crazy because we started yinzercrazy.com. Uh, it's still there and shout out to all the writers over there. They do a great job. Um, but it was like me and Mike almost like started over because, you know, we we did the Chris Wormley show for two seasons and then um, we did it the second season with the sick podcast. And uh, what was crazy about it was it's like, you know, we kind of just like started from scratch, but it's it's picked up so much and it's just amazing to see the growth. So, I mean, we're just, we're, you know, Steelers crazy sick podcast. We're just here for for the fans. Like, I think that, you know. Yeah, like we all want to do this and we all have passion. But like at the end of the day, like I get to talk with, you know, analysts, players, former players, you know, um, draft prospects, whoever it may be we have on the show. And, uh, you know, and Mike has literally been my best friend since, you know, preschool. So it's like it's it's uh, it's really a dream come true. Like I, I, I've, I've done music for the past decade and I kind of shift over to, you know, football um you know i always had a love for you know any pittsburgh sports a lot of my music is you know pittsburgh oriented and, and geared towards sports but now that i'm older you know I, I really you know see what's important and that's family and pittsburgh steeler football so here i am on on the uh blitzer podcast with shay and uh this is where it's unfiltered and Steelers crazy. Yeah. Just check us out. And we're always, you know, happy to collaborate with people and show love, um, you know, peace, love and Pittsburgh Steeler football. I think that's what life's about. So yeah, it's, 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 I, I can't even put it into words because like, I just work so hard. Mike works so hard. And like, I don't think that like, I know yourself is like a, you know, content creator and having your podcast, like people like see all oh, you, you know, you have all these cool guests and you get to talk. And I'm like, you don't know what it's like to 
have to grind and and and, and put you know your all into it. The um, hours, multi. Yeah, yeah. Like people think like you just like wake up one day like this is years. You know, Mike has Mike's went to school for this. I've been putting in you know close to 13, 14 years of just grinding. You know, in the Pittsburgh scene. So uh, we're just really fortunate. And I think it's just you know just be humble and you know, just keep working hard because like, I, I'm never satisfied. I'm always looking towards the next thing. And I think that's what the Steelers crazy podcast is. Cause you know, you never know who we're going to have on. You never know what's going to happen in the Steeler world. And we're going to be breaking it down um, just like yourself. So yeah, we're, we're just very fortunate. I guess I can sum it up like that, but yeah. you never know. I, I'm more of a, uh, when you ask what's next for the Steeler crazy podcast, I just say, just subscribe and, and see, you know, we put out two shows. I've been putting out shorts and trying to, you know, make more content uh, that way. Um, so I, I have, I have one actually coming out tomorrow about TJ Watt, how he's the most feared man um, in the NFL. And I think that he is, I will say this. I feel that TJ Watt will go down and, and this is no disrespect. And I know Reggie White, you know, was it was a defensive end but as far as like overall pass rushers i feel that tj watt like is in a category of his own when it's all said and done um reggie white lawrence taylor those guys were like unbelievable but um it, it's just i i was just watching like youtube videos of like you know the it's just and it's he's still so young and i i hope that he stays healthy because i think the sky's the limit because you know you, you think of like people like you know aaron donald like you know um earl holmes like former Steelers, like you know just like in the same category as like generational talent you know his brother jj watt was um i wish he would have came over to the Steelers. i would have thought that would have been cool to have uh even for one even for for. one year you never know i'm sure he'll be in the stands but uh yeah he had a great career as well so it's just cool i mean I, i watch like a lot of nfl films and it's like cool to see you know, my era of people. And then I like go back and like watch people like Reggie White, you know, Lawrence Taylor, you know, everyone, Walter Payne and at any position. I think it's just amazing how the game of football has just evolved. It's, it's, it's insane. So, yeah. You know, you got to love Steelers football. If they, if they won't give it to you for, you know, their performance on the field, they'll give it to you within at least one to two players. But yeah. Jordan, I once again love to thank you and Mike for yeah. joining this podcast on this really episode. And I honestly feel like this is the best episode to come out yet because there's so much, so many people in common, obviously with great chemistry. If you guys are not giving these guys a follow, please give Mike Nicastro once again, a follow on Twitter at Mike up sports one and on Instagram at Michael underscore Nicastro. But do not forget to give Mr. Jordan York himself a follow on Twitter at Jake York Football and on Instagram at Jordan underscore York. Thank you, and please subscribe and follow Steelers Crazy, the sick podcast as well, which honestly, if the bombs ain't going to be getting dropped over here on Blitzers, they're getting dropped over there with my guys. Thank you once again for joining. This is your host. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. Thank you. This is your host, May Shayla, your special guest, Jordan York, signing out. And this has been Blitz Hers Podcast. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Fire.
Fitzpatrick is an absolute bullhorn. Yeah, okay. kick down here from the gun. Steelers show blitz. Here they come. He gets it away and it's picked off at the goal. Picked off for Amalu. to start.